Welcome to the Mother Connection Podcast with me, your host, Kelly Vickery. Each week, I'll be sharing insights and actionable tools that you need to navigate the season of your life as a modern mother, so that you can feel calmer, more in control, and more connected to yourself. My firm belief is that if we can learn to support ourselves with love and compassion, then we're better set up for success in doing the same for our children. I am so excited to be sharing my very first episode with you. And to kick off season one, I thought that it would make sense for me to introduce myself to you properly so that you have a better idea of who I am and what inspired the Mother Connection to come to life. So let's start with the obvious. My name is Kelly. I am a mother of two. I have a son, Frank, who is six, and my daughter, Nancy, who is two. I'm married and I live in a little village in Oxfordshire, and I'm also a qualified transformational coach. So I'm going to call out the elephant in the room straight off the bat. You can probably tell by my accent that I'm not from the UK originally. I was born and raised in South Africa, and I moved to the UK when I was 19, and I very quickly made home here. And don't worry, I'm not going to give you war and peace about my life since I was 19. It probably makes sense for for the sake of this podcast and episode to just fast forward to May 2017 when I had my son Frank and when my motherhood journey began. Because for me, it's not at all like I thought it would be. Maybe some of you can relate to that. And it's been a real up and down journey. So my early days of motherhood, I really enjoyed. And of course, I was sleep deprived and the standard things that you experience in early motherhood. But on the whole, it was going pretty well. It was only actually when I returned to work after maternity leave, when my son turned eight months, that things started to change and shift for me in my experience of motherhood. I'd always loved my corporate job. I knew I was really good at what I did. I never had any doubts about that. And it had been a really big part of my identity before having Frank. So I actually felt really ready and excited about going back to work after maternity leave. Um, um, And I thought that I would just slip back into the world of work pretty easily. But my experience could not have been more different you know, imposter syndrome hit me really hard, which was something that I'd never experienced before. I decided to go back to work four days a week. And I found that that balance between doing my job and still being a high achiever, still being a quote unquote good mother, that juggle increasingly difficult. And I felt I just couldn't dedicate myself to work the way that I once did. I mean, yes, I felt that, but that was just the genuine fact Because before I went on maternity leave and all the years leading up to that, I could get into work early or I could leave late because time was my own. But now I had my son and I had the nursery drop off and the pickup. So I was working a real strict nine to five. And I also couldn't just jump on my laptop on the weekends like I used to to catch up on emails because, again, I had my son and I wanted to spend time with him and I wanted to be present with him. And I honestly felt during that time, I believed that everyone I worked with thought that because I worked part time and that because I was working the strict nine to five, that I was no longer dedicated and that I was ultimately on borrowed time. And I used to imagine most days that my boss would just pull me into her office and say, look, Kelly, you're just not performing like you used to. And we're going to have to let you go. And that was my narrative that was constantly 
running through me. So I was filled with anxiety most of the time. And through that, I just lost so much confidence. And I was always second guessing myself, you know, I had to make pretty big decisions. And I just felt like I was constantly asking people for advice, I would hesitate making decisions. And when it came to being in meetings, I would completely freeze up, I just didn't speak up the way that I used to or contribute in the same way that I did before. Because my inner critic was so loud telling me that what I wanted to say was really stupid and everyone would think that. And I found that when I was at work, I was thinking about my son and feeling guilty about the idea of him being at nursery whilst I was at work. But when I was at home with him, I was constantly worried about work. That led to so much guilt and so much overwhelm. Bottom line, I just felt like I was failing both at my career and as a mother. And from that, things just spiraled. My inner critic grew really loud and I was so consumed with such intense anger and I just couldn't explain where this anger had come from. It was a totally new concept for me. I was always a pretty happy-go-lucky, positive kind of person. But behind closed doors, I would really explode at the smallest things. And I was highly, highly triggered by my son. And I just became this irritable, impatient person. And I also became a shouty mum, which was everything that I'd experienced growing up and everything I swore that I'd never be when I was a parent. And here I was playing out that exact same pattern. And that, again, led to so much guilt and so much shame. The other thing that really surprised me about motherhood was my relationship with my mum, because that really changed. We were really close before Frank was born, and I assumed that when I became a mother that I would have this overwhelming sense of gratitude and love for her, and it would bring us even closer, because now that I was a mum, I understood so much more. But for me, the opposite was true. And our relationship really broke down from my side. So she was incredibly hands-on and still is with both my children. And she's an amazing grandmother and an amazing mother. But I found at that time that I was so triggered by her and I felt so much resentment towards her for things that happened in my childhood that I would never have said or done to Frank. And I couldn't look her in the eye. I really struggled to be in the same room as her. And all of those emotions, again, led to so much confusion because I almost felt like I couldn't help how I was feeling. I couldn't help how I was behaving. Like that element of me became bigger than me. And I hated the person that I'd become. And I just didn't recognize who I was anymore. And I felt so lost, confused, because I didn't know how to fix it. And I slipped into depression, which on reflection, I think was probably undiagnosed postnatal depression. I didn't believe I was good enough for anyone, especially my husband, especially my son. And at my lowest point, I even contemplated not being here anymore. I just thought that people would be better off without me. The funny thing is that from the outside, no one had any idea what was going on for me. Some of my closest girlfriends had no idea. And they actually found out years later because I wore this permanent smile on my face. You know, I masked everything that I was feeling. So all the pictures I put up on social media looked amazing. 
and family life was wonderful. And how I spoke about parenting was that it was going so well. I was really enjoying it. It just got really dark. And this went on for the best part of two years. And I vividly remember my husband discovering me on our bedroom floor. And I was curled up in tears, just repeatedly saying, I don't want to be like this. And I don't want to be here anymore. So it was such a horrible time for all of us. For me, for my husband, he didn't know what to do to help me or how to support me. And I didn't know what he could do to help and support me. And I guess for Frank, he didn't really know any difference. But I hated the way I was being with him. I hated the mum that I was for him. And I would often think, you know, do I just need to accept that motherhood doesn't suit me and that this is just the person that I've grown up to be? But in a lot of ways, that felt scarier than anything else to just accept that this is who I was now. And it was also at this point that I had a miscarriage after trying for our second child for a year. But if I'm really honest, deep down, I do think that there was a sense of relief. Even though I was really sad about the miscarriage, I knew I was actually quite terrified about the prospect of having another child because I felt so ill-equipped and I felt so full of fear, obviously full of anger. And I really felt like I was failing in motherhood. So the idea of bringing another child into the world, even though I really wanted another child, just didn't seem fair. And that was really my rock bottom. And I knew that I had to do something to change for the sake of my marriage, for my son, but mostly for myself, because I just couldn't keep feeling the way that I did. So my next step was to reach out and start working with a coach. And from our first session together, I felt completely seen. I felt heard. And we started to unpack what was really going on for me. And what came to light really quickly, actually, was that my symptoms for coping was trying to control everything. So it's quite a rigid way of thinking, you know, trying to control the uncontrollable, trying to do everything perfectly, being the perfect wife, being the perfect employee, the perfect mother. But the deep-rooted belief that was causing this was that I didn't feel good enough. And I was overcompensating and putting so much pressure on myself to be perfect. And anything less than that, in my eyes, was failure. I mean, that was obviously on a subconscious level. I wasn't consciously aware of that, but subconsciously, that was the reality. So I wasn't getting pressure from work or from my husband or from my friends. It was all coming from me. I was putting this pressure on myself. But for me, this also created this big light bulb moment because I thought, well, if I'm putting all of this pressure on myself, I can also take this pressure off myself. Like in a lot of ways, that felt like a choice for me, which felt incredibly empowering. And to do this, I had to basically unlearn much of my go-to strategies of perfectionism and control and learn new tools and new methods to let go of of all of that and, and be able to support myself in a different way. And for the first time in the best part of two years, I learned to lean into ease and to relax more. You know, where before I used to plan these days out that had to be perfect. You know, I had it all pictured out in my mind. We're going to take Frank to a farm and 
at these points, we're going to embrace the sheep or we're going to go and milk the cows. And then when he wasn't interested in that, it kind of knocked me for six because I was a bit like, well, no, that's not the plan. He's supposed to be engaged in the cows and we're supposed to have these picturesque scenes of us as a family because that was almost proof that we were doing a good job. So that was my reality, you know, which is pretty tough going because I think we all know that kids are not working on any sort of agenda. And to do this, I had to unlearn much of my go-to strategies of perfectionism and control. And I had to learn new tools and methods to let go of all of that and support myself in a whole different way. So the first time in so long, so as I mentioned before, this was going on for two years, I started to lean into ease and I started to relax more and to find flow again and start releasing that pressure. And I could see my thoughts for what they actually were because they weren't me, they were my inner critic. I learned how to detach from those negative thoughts and to actually challenge them as well. And amongst many other tools, I learned the power of journaling and gratitude. And I learned how to set and hold boundaries, how to manage my energy, how to find compassion for myself by treating myself like I would a friend. And with time and consistency, I experienced huge shifts in how I connected and felt about myself. So after my coaching, I worked with an inner child therapist, which was just such a profound experience to me. And through that really deep inner work, I discovered that the reason I was feeling so angry and triggered by my son and feeling that intense anger was all because I had so much unprocessed childhood trauma that I was holding on to, literally holding on to my body. And it was manifesting into anger now in motherhood. And basically, it was being forced to be released. Now, obviously, that wasn't being released in the best of ways through anger. But that is how our bodies talk to us and they force us to ultimately get help. So I was taught how to process the trauma with specific inner child methods and modalities. So I was able to leave the past in the past and stop it from controlling my present. And I did that by learning how to reparent my wounded inner child and give her what she so badly needed when she was younger, which was to feel safe and to feel secure. You may be familiar with Gabor Mate, but he once said, hurt people, hurt people. So I wasn't a bad person because the way that I was being with my anger, I was just in a state of hurt and fear a lot of the time. And when we're in pain and we're living in fear, we behave in ways to protect ourselves, whether that's outbursts of anger like I was experiencing or bottling our feelings or addiction. Fear comes up in so many different ways. And knowing that really helped me to have so much more love and empathy and compassion towards myself first and foremost. But it also helped me to have that towards my mum. Because her behavior when I was younger also stemmed from a lot of pain and a lot of fear. So those barriers started to break down between us. And everything seemed to just soften. It's probably the only word I can think about. And it just felt easier day to day. And through all of that release work I did, and through those new coping strategies I had, the triggers I felt, they just started to dissipate. And I don't want to sugarcoat it because this was not an overnight success and it also wasn't easy work a lot of the time. But I very, very rarely get triggered now, if ever. 
And if I do, I am fully equipped with what to do with those triggers. And for me, my response to triggers is always anger. One of the best in the moment uh, tools I was taught was to beat the bed. That was one of the most powerful tools I was taught by my inner child therapist, because when I did feel triggered, a lot of the advice that I got was to, you know, just take a deep breath, just breathe through it. But that just never worked for me because I still had all of this anger, like paint up anger in my body for years that needed to get out. And how that was happening was by shouting often at my son or my husband. So it needed to go somewhere, but obviously in a much more positive way. So when I did feel that trigger coming on, I was very aware of it in my body. And I knew then and then, okay, this is an opportunity to explain to my son, I'm just going upstairs to go and get something. And I would go upstairs and I would literally beat the bed until I screamed into a pillow or until I burst into tears. And it was only for a few seconds, maybe a couple of minutes, but this anger let go. I just let go through through doing that in the moment. And I found it transformational. And now I just use it for everything. If I have road rage, I'll come home and I'll beat the bed. It is just amazing because it's a really safe and contained way to release my anger and get it out of my body. And I've also taught the same thing to my son to do that when he feels angry. I think that Anger is seen as a really bad emotion, but in my experience, anger is always trying to tell us something, and it's something to really get curious about. And don't get me wrong, I'm still human, and life is life, and I'm still going through things, and I'm still growing and learning about myself and who I am in motherhood. But I also see it all through a lens of curiosity, and I'm actually quite intrigued to see what things come up for me as my children get older and, and reach milestones where I experience trauma, so just see what comes up for me. But all in all, everything that I went through and the work that I did on myself, and I think that's a really important thing to highlight, that when you go through a transformation, you have to do the work. You know, I had a coach and inner child therapist to guide me and support me and teach me tools and strategies. And that's one thing, having the tools. It is so different to commit to using them in your life because that's when you see and experience real change. So all the work I've done, and I continue to do, by the way, on myself, has unlocked so much love and kindness and compassion for myself. And the best part of all of this is that because I'm able to treat myself this way now, I'm able to give that to my children and be the mother that I want to be. And it changed my life, which brings me nicely into how the mother connection came about. Because seeing the shifts that I made through this work, that inspired me to qualify as a transformational coach and specialize in inner child work. So for me, that combination is so powerful because coaching is all about future pacing and moving towards your goals and the life that you want, which is so exciting and so inspiring. But I don't believe that you can fully do that until you've let go of the experiences and those limiting beliefs from your past that are keeping you stuck. So that combination is how I support and coach mothers through the mother connection to let go of those deep rooted mindset blocks that are keeping them feeling lost and stuck and full of self doubt so that they can heal their past, fully trust themselves and feel confident showing up as the women and mothers that they were always meant to be. And they're moving towards living a life of more happiness, calm and clarity.
So thank you for listening. I appreciate it that it was a slightly longer episode. I promise I'm aiming for 10 minute episodes, but I thought it was important to introduce myself properly and to really explain how I got to where I am. And I hope that you found some inspiration in my story. If you are in a place of feeling lost and stuck, that there is hope and there is an opportunity to change where you are. And I'm living proof of that. I'd love to hear from you too. So do come say hi on Instagram at The Mother Connection. And also, if you'd like to work with me one-to-one, please get in touch. I'll leave a link in the show notes below where you can check out how you can work with me, the investment, or you can also DM me on Instagram with the word coaching, and I'll send you more details. I hope you have a lovely rest of your week, and I will see you next Monday. Bye.